John Grabowski, National Estuarine Research Reserve Graduate Fellow, and Meg Dolan, Research Technician, are using remote areas of the Rachel Carson Reserve to study oysters, one of North Carolina's most important seafood harvest. One of the motivating factors, one of the reasons I've actually been able to get some funding to do this research, is that oyster reef habitat, I mean, oyster, there's an oyster reef fishery. Simultaneously, we've recognized that the habitat has other values, and uh, we're doing the research to explore that. We've looked at uh, whether or not it enhances fin fish and crab and shrimp production, all of which are commercially and recreationally harvested. Um, we're using in our sampling uh, the same materials that the commercial and recreational fin uh, fishermen uh, utilize, gill nets, the traps, and some of the rod and reel or hook and line, in order to quantify what the and, and compare what kind of fish and crab and shrimp catches we're getting on reef habitat as compared to control areas. Therefore, we can uh, go one step further than just to quantify everything that's on these habitats, but also to attempt to put economic value on the different function of the reef, i.e., what is the value of the oysters produced by a reef, and then what are the, the values of the commercial and, and recreational fisheries um, produced on a reef. One of the interesting comparisons ours make, when you harvest the shellfish, you often destroy the habitat, so you might lose in perpetuity these other benefits, i.e. the enhanced fish and crab populations that are uh, created by restoring this reef habitat. So you might be considering a very temporary benefit to the oyster population versus a long-term benefit to the uh, fin fisheries. John's research will help us understand if it is possible to restore oyster reefs that have been over-harvested. Meg is looking at different organisms living on the reef and how they affect productivity. What we're really looking at is how the different organisms affect one another. In our experiment, we, we basically we looked at three different organisms, juvenile oysters, mud crabs, and oyster toadfish. The oyster toadfish, if they prey on the mud crabs, then release the juvenile oysters from predation. That's, that was our idea, so that's what we're looking at. So if you have a, a big pool, right, an oyster reef, and you throw in an oyster toadfish and 50 mud crabs and then juvenile oysters, will the to toadfish actually affect the abundance of the juvenile oysters? And we found that yes, they will. And it, it's not just by eating the mud crabs, but also it's the behavioral effect. So, you know, if a mud crab is, is around an oyster toadfish, they'll kind of, you know, get down in the, in the oysters and, and really just kind of hide. Good science requires precision measurements and experiments that can be duplicated by other scientists. What we essentially have done is we created this habitat that's five meters wide by three meters long, so it's 60 square meters. And we've taken a quadrat that's a half meter by a half meter and set it up so that we've tied in monofilament line. And so we put 10 lines on each side to make 100 intersections so we can sample 100 gridded uh, quadrat plots. So we'll have 100 point counts. Um, so what I'll do is I'll stick this down and I'll count across there and at every point I'll look and see if there's a live oyster, a dead oyster, some kind of algae or uh, some kind of other sessile organism that's attached to the shells. As a scientist you want to be able to quantitatively uh, say what's on the, what's there. I mean, in short, 
If we just went out and looked, we'd be very biased in our sampling measures. We wouldn't have a very good feel. We'd have nothing to compare by. I mean, science is a science is a based on taking measurements just so that you can then do statistics, so that you can then be very confident about what you say. For John and Meg, field work is only a small part of their research. Many hours will be spent in the lab analyzing their data. It is beautiful out here and it's wonderful to get to work here, but you'll find yourself uh, so into your work and so uh, caught up in your sampling method that you won't even notice a lot of what's going on around you, which is kind of sad in the sense. So some of the samples we take where you just dig out uh, the reef to see what lives inside the reef, I mean, people have spent eight hours picking just a bucket of shell fragments just to find the organisms, and then you spend another four hours perhaps IDing the organisms and uh, to species. So there's a, definitely a lot of time that goes in just doing the lab stuff, doing the measurements, IDing the uh, organisms, and picking through the samples to pick out all the organisms. My brothers are all interested in coming down and working with us, and they say, you know, they just envision this huge ship and all the scuba equipment you can imagine, and uh, there just is no glamour. Last summer when we were out hauling all of this oyster shell, we, I mean, literally covered from head to toe in sand and mud, and I mean, it was just a mess. So the glamour is definitely uh, someplace in Jacques Cousteau land, <laughs> not here in the estuary. <laughs>